Happy Monday, everybody. This is Mary Clark. Welcome to my podcast, Mother Mary Monday. Every Monday, I'll share discovery stories, life lessons, and encourage you to seek and find your best you. everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Mother Mary Monday. This Monday is extra, extra special for two reasons. Number one, I have my first official guest, Tia Reagan. Howdy, howdy. And we're on the road. We're actually recording this podcast from our vehicle on the way back from Hangout Fest, which is pretty exciting. So you might hear a little bit more sound than you normally would, but that's okay. This is the reality of our life. And uh, we just came off of a really, really great scouting trip that had a few little bumps in the road that we'll share as we get going. And I'm, I'm excited that we're recording it and we'll be posting this also on YouTube. And so here we are in another adventure. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of Tia and I, how we got to know each other. She has a very unique set of um, skills that's varied that I think people will find really, really interesting. Believe it or not, we, we just are calculating. So I, we've been friends for well over 25 At years. At least over, yeah. So the great thing is that we've experienced a lot together, but this is our first official scouting trip together. So, and we took her on what is always the most intense grueling one of them all so we'll share a little bit about that experience and then also her talents have always been um, varied but I'd say in the past couple of years in particular she's now gotten into not just styling and hair and makeup but actually shooting and I think that she can bring a lot to the table for aspiring models out there and helping them to know and understand um what it is to learn and develop that skill because obviously that's a huge part of being a model and we'll talk a little bit about tribute something that's near and dear to both of our hearts and we've been working on this will be our seventh tribute which is crazy because it seems like we just started and but in other ways it feels like we've been doing it together forever and I think that she has some great things to share about that and finally um, we're both self-taught actually all three of us are self-taught and I think that there's a lot to be said for that kind of passion that you develop um, an ability through the years and now I think more than ever with access to the internet and so many other things, you can really develop that self-taught part. So I want to talk about that a little bit, what it is to be self-taught. And for everybody that's listening, how you can develop a skill set really on your own just by immersing yourself in it and also surrounding yourself with other people that have like interests. So real briefly, let me tell you a little bit about Tia. Officially, what she does is she's a hair and makeup and wardrobe stylist. Yes. Um, Really great at every part of that, which is a rare combination to be able to do all three and do them well. And so we're going to touch a little bit about that. But she's been working with us way back in the Iowa days, a long time before we um, were doing things the way that we're doing them today, and was there during the evolution of us once we realized that modeling conventions and such are not only unnecessary, but in in our opinions, um, 
borderline unethical. That's another conversation. Uh, we would build the test books and develop the models. And then we started doing our own shows in Iowa called Genesis. And now obviously we're in a whole other arena of what we do. Mother, by the way, we didn't plan the matching t-shirts. It just happened. When you're on the road and you're like, what's the most comfortable thing that we can wear? Yes. At this point, this is it. We're just happy that we're able to sit up because of sheer exhaustion. And um, so we're going to touch a little bit about that. But, and then the evolution into her shooting. And now we've been really encouraging her. The collection that she has of vintage, I really think is unsurpassed. I think you could be a documentary or a reality show or something. For sure. It's been spoken about. There's one other lady that I know personally that has a collection that surpasses. Oh, and wow, really? She lives in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And she has a she has a store called The Decades of Time and that woman is like me grown up. Yeah. She's yeah, she oh, started wow. collecting in 1964. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Tia's collection is really incredible. For any of you who have ever, ever either seen the test shoots that we do collaborating with Tia or attended a tribute show or seen pictures from tribute, you've seen a teeny tiny portion of not only what she collects, but I think the other really great thing about Tia is that she has the eye to put it together impeccably. And when you come to a tribute show, you are seeing the likes, the styling looks as though it's something that um, has walked off an international runway. But the reality is it's her taking what she has and styling it accordingly, making it really relevant. So. You want to know where that started? Yeah, let's. I'd love for you to share. Actually, let's do this first. Um, I want you to talk a little bit because it's so fresh. We went to Hangout Fest. We took the long track, which I won't go into. Basically, St. Louis to Nashville to Birmingham to the Gulf Shores. We were there for three hot days. A really well put together music festival. but it's pretty grueling. So we're talking being in the sun, out scouting for, I'd say each day, well, for sure Saturday and Sunday, we were out there for about nine hours each day. Um, And I think that a lot of times people are really fascinated with our scouting process. A big Southern truck just drove (laughs) right by it. Yeah. Um, What was your, tell me your overall you know, impression of the experience of that kind of intense scouting, what you observed of it, and or maybe even what you learned from it that you didn't expect to learn or well, see. Well, first of all, I was very excited. One, the sun, the beach, the music, the people. There's always fascinating, beautiful people at gatherings and festivals. So, you know, I love, you know, I love me a good gathering. Yes. And as far as scouting goes, though, I'll tell you something that was the challenge. The challenge was is is how many people were there and how fast things are moving. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many, there's several stages and people are literally you know, bum rushing from one stage to another. Yes. So really the best time to catch them is when they're coming and going. Mm-hmm. And and the challenge was is having, is be, having your eyes clear and focused and, and looking in all different directions and just the, the level of speed in which you have to be, 
aware. Yes. And how many beautiful people are there and having to separate the beautiful girls from the models. Yeah. I think that was and I think that was really interesting for us too because normally we're we scout alone and I get it the because Tia would look at her she's so be- pretty she's beautiful and we would go yes but not a model and that is the 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 thing that I think most people don't un- the general public doesn't understand yeah. but in looking so specifically for what we look for yeah. it's a lot of weeding and separating and so I, we always say a pretty girl doesn't necessarily equate to a model obviously right. a model is beautiful but yeah. you know and you do have to think fast and you have to move fast yes because the whole sometimes thing, there's some chasing <laughs> and they don't know you're chasing them yes but you have to like they're moving fast you, have to move you gotta fast. keep up with them youngins you and do. you have to get in front of them so you in can front. actually see every angle I would try to get in front and get and like do a circle and without them knowing I know. Like just to, you know, not to be, you don't want to confront someone and then get right in their face talking to them and realize you've made a mistake. Yes. Because sometimes you get, you don't want to. It's it, a lot. It's a lot. And you want to be very careful. Yes. In presenting this to someone. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's our, one of our many challenges is to be really aware of that. Um, and then to be, present, go up to someone that has a friend with them. Yes. And maybe the friend is lovely, but not a model. Yes. And that's very delicate. It is. So I always try and find something beautiful about that person, Mm -hmm. too, and go, oh, you're really beautiful, but you're not tall enough or whatever. For the most part, people are supportive. Every once in a while, there's a little... There was just one that was kind of like... There's face. always one. She was poo poo face. <laughs> yeah, because I one. said, You're beautiful too, but you're not tall enough. Yeah. It's oh, the well. truth. I know. So, through the years now, you've developed shooting. Yeah. And testing is a huge part of developing a new face, a model. It's what agencies do in New York and every market of the world. It's what we do with new faces. It's called a test shoot, it's getting them ready. Um, experiencing what that is, seeing how they move, et cetera, et cetera. I think Tia's really good at helping walk through a new face because it is so new. So what what's your advice or what have you learned in testing a new face or shooting a new face or something that you would advise for people that are out there pursuing this on their own, working on that skill? Well, one thing I'll speak on a personal note is that that I started shooting when film was still the thing to do and transitioning into the digital world for me has been my challenge this last uh-huh. couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been interesting and wonderful. And as far as working with the model, um, for you aspiring models or photographers, I feel like, I feel like sometimes I see people who just start out in photography and they want to shoot these beautiful fashion images, what have you. And I think that it's, you can't you can't jump right into the, the the pages that you see in Harper's and Vogue and those are very seasoned girls and yes. the things that they're having them do uh, may look simple but they're not as simple as you may think so when working with a new face I think it's best to keep things quiet a hundred percent keep things simple don't overstyle don't have them move you know 
just keep things really quiet and simple and peaceful yes. and 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 build that rapport and energy between the two of you. Yeah. You know, they have and capture the, the yeah. beauty that's just there. Just the bone structure. Yeah. Just the, work on that. Yes. You know? The dig I, I there's nothing more incredible than a beautiful digital mm. with no hair and makeup yeah. in natural light. It's yeah. really ultimately what all of us want to see right. anyway. So great advice. Now let's talk tribute. Um, the show was really fun. We always come up with creative things, but even aside from tribute, when we're testing 95% of the time, you're shooting using thrift and vintage finds. So yes. let's speak to the people out there right now of when you're looking for things, thrift and vintage to kind of put your street look together, just your daily, what's your advice of what they can do on their own to have it be really affordable and look modern and cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how that started for me was growing up in Oregon, which was a small town. My parents were hippies and we believed in recycling even before it was the thing to do. Uh -huh. So my first bicycle, this is where my, my recycling and thrifting came. We would go every week to the city dump and we would we would take our trash. Uh -huh. And then there was a section where you could rummage. And I found my very first bicycle there. My dad picked it up. We took it home. We hammered it out. We added some paint. We put on some streamers. I had my my first bike. Yeah. And it, that it's put something in me. That that yes, treasure hunting. So you know, that making something out of nothing. Um, and that carried over into my career as a stylist. Mm -hmm. um, I would get hired on jobs. And I didn't have access to some of the big designers. Um, I would look through the pages of magazines. I carried magazines with me all the time. I had subscriptions to all of the top magazines. And I would tear pages out, page after page, and take those pages with me to thrift stores and put together, literally copy those pages, to be honest. Just straight up copy. And I, you would be, and you're amazed at what you can find. Um, my advice is to not get too costumey, but stick to those classic lines. Go through and feel fabrics. I, I don't know. It's just to me. It's just there's this um, this high that you get when you go walk into a thrift store because I know that you can walk out of there looking like you have something very expensive on. A hundred percent. It's hundred percent every time, and it is something you have to practice. You know, it's, you a really lot of models in New York. Some of the models, that, Grace Hartzell is a great example. Oh, now yeah. her style is a little more on the eccentric side but a lot of of great models that walk the streets of, of New York when you see them out and about are sporting vintage and thrift that just look spectacular so I am 100% yeah. in agreement talk a little bit about the self-taught thing you know like I you know Sarah Olson Sarah Hitman yep, yep. you know she's somebody too who has always loved vintage pieces that are just a part of her wardrobe and for a long time she told me that she almost there were people in her life that didn't appreciate that that was the aesthetic that she loved. Right. So for anybody out there kind of finding their thing that they naturally are inclined to liking, what's your advice to somebody to develop their own style, their old passion? You're very much a self-taught person. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage somebody out there to, to embrace that part of themselves? Well touching on the self-taught part, I'll have to tell you that 
how that came about, my first styling job was through an agent that I had named Kristiev. She was my agent and I did commercial modeling and she called me one day and said the stylist didn't show up for a photo shoot that the agency was having and she said, I've noticed that you put yourself together very well when you go to auditions. Will you come and do that for this photo shoot? Just put a, a kit together mm -hmm. and come. I said, okay. And I went in, just dove in. Yes. From that job, that photographer said that was great. Do you want to do it again? Mm -hmm. So that's that's how that happened. Just complete. Somebody noticed something in me that I didn't know about myself and brought gave me a door, a door to walk through. Open that door for me. And that's the same thing for me. Yeah. Like that. I look back at how I quote unquote fell into this, and that same natural progression kind of came. Yeah. That and instead of talking myself out of it, I dove into it. Yeah. So, which is the same thing when we go up scouting, like when this weekend when we have seen people. When we, the advice to everybody is give it, at least dive in and try. Right. That's the best advice that we can give. Yep. It's really to anybody. And you're going to learn through that process. And even if that door leads you to another door, the reality is that it's all good. I know that we're running um, out of time, but Tia, thank you for for always being super encouraging, always being a creative force. I know that we have lots of plans in the future for things yeah. to do, and we encourage everybody out there to keep following your dreams, and thank you for listening. Oh, thank you for having me.